Worldwide. From the summit in Scottsdale, Arizona, the core presents Sales Training Bootcamp with J.J. Mazzo and Mike Wood. Today's topic, how to refer with intent and elevate your business partner. So uh, thank you guys for coming. We're going to talk a little bit about referring with intent. First off, I'm super stoked to be teaching this with Mike. Uh, Mike's in a, a ridiculous, successful realtor. He's closing 20 sides a month. He's doing 100 million in production. Um, for realtors that aren't hitting those numbers, you understand how difficult that is. I mean, that's difficult for a lender. It's very difficult for a realtor in closing 20 sides a month. So I'm really, really stoked to be teaching this class with you, buddy. We're very aligned in this whole intent to refer and the reasons why. So what we hope is when we're done and we get you guys out of here, that there are going to be some tactics that the realtors can take with them to help increase your business and conversions and that the lenders can take with them to coach and teach your realtors on why it is and what things they can do to help refer better. Fair enough? So we're going to try and make it pretty interactive. We're going to do some table, some role playing. We're going to get some questions, all of that fun stuff. But we're going to try and keep it uh, simple to the point. Yeah. Cool. I love it. Raise your hand if you know who J.J. Mazza is. Yeah. And how keep it up if you know how amazing he is. So so JJ is a producing branch manager. Branch does half a billion dollars a year. And you personally do one hundred million dollars in production. And you make on what do you guys get a W2? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah three whatever. Mi- you got to run three it million. Right yeah. It's three million. Three million. Give him a hand. I mean, that kind of production is phenomenal. Thank you. In fact, I'll tell you, he said you could be one of my preferred realtors. And I said, you have a yacht that you do happy hours on. Not a bad idea. Huh? <laughs> yeah, that's it. So, kind of like switching topics back to the referring three people. Yeah. So something that's been helpful for me, I don't know if it's helping with you guys, but um, I'm a realtor. And at our last summit, they talked about um, introducing the lender during like the initial intake call, like the initial lead, very first call. And so that's something that we've been doing since the last summit, and it's been awesome. So they had to have talked to our lender before the buyer consultation and have the initial pre-call letter. And so it's the way that we've been getting like our broker has that, like we have to refer, officially refer three people. So I'll just tell them that on the phone call, and it's a script that works really well for me, and I just say, you know, hey, Mike, like, officially, I just want you to know I have to refer you three lenders, so I'm going to send you an email right now with the three lenders. The first guy is my guy. He's amazing. I bought my own personal house through him. He's who you're going to work with, so just respond to that email and tell me to refer. And to take it a step further, go, hey, are you going to be available tomorrow at 5? Great. How about I meet you over there? They're going to let you know what documents to bring with you, and I'll meet you over there at 5 o'clock. We can work together to structure not only your loan, but the house you're going to buy at the same time. Does that sound good? Now, once you are part of the process, there's something that I say, like once you've seen a person naked, it's never quite the same when you look at them again. All right. So you have to understand when we're actually in there and we're looking at their Social Security number, bank statements, I see all kinds of stuff. I mean, I've seen it where it's his girlfriend's credit card and his wife didn't know. And she's like, what's that credit card? And I have to step out of the room. So when we talk about financial being financially naked, we see all of it. When you're part of that and you're in there looking at personal information that they would never share with you, that they share with us, but they're sharing it together, that shows an alignment and an alliance and closes that triangle of trust 
to a whole nother level because you have that triangle of trust that we talk about. Originally, it starts with them trusting you and then you get that over to us and then they can trust us, too. But I think that if the realtors had to ask for Social Security numbers and bank statements, it would be a little more difficult. Right. And we're very skilled in doing that. We have to ask for very tough things. Social Security number, bank statements, divorce decrees, death, death certificates. All of those are very touchy things. So when we work together to do that, it just changes the relationship, not only with us, but with our client and increases that closing, uh, that closing percentage significantly. And I know sometimes we think maybe you guys are busy or running over to this open house or showing a house or showing up to a home inspection. But in my opinion, at the point of sale at the very beginning is when it's going to, that's when it matters. Like if you put me at the very front of the deal, then I know I can set that up to close because I'm going to set the right expectations. I'm going to build that rapport. They're going to feel super special. If we can do that together at the same time, it's going to make it very difficult for them to want to go and use another realtor or another loan officer. And it's a, it's a process. It's a thing. So when they think about doing that again, it seems exhausting to them. And I want it to be exhausting for them because when you make it too easy and it's push button, get mortgage, then there's no loyalty there because they think it's super easy as well. So I make it hard enough to do so that they don't want to repeat the process, but then I make it like a really great process where we're building rapport and all having a great time. And then when we're done, maybe let's go grab a glass of wine if it's the last appointment of the day too and take it up another notch. So there's really good opportunities for us to really refer each other properly. But I think one of the biggest things that you guys, I want you to write down right now, what are the 10 things that you love about your loan officer or your real estate agent? What are the 10 things that's just amazing about them? You guys should have this so that it's just the top 10 things right off your tongue every single time. You should also be really passionate about it. It can't just be because they've always been my guy, done a great job, or they're old and, and I'm just used to it, or, you know, whatever that reason is. I know, you're, I'm sorry. I find one thing and I stick to it the whole damn day. So... I'm telling you, like, what are those things? Like, you should know intimately. Like, I can tell you, if, if I talk to two of my top agents, um, they'll tell you why it is. Like, we're in relationship. We're family. You know, and there's that's going to separate more than anything. But they'll tell you, oh, well, J.J. guarantees an on-time closing up to 500 a day. He guarantees the deposit. He, he all docs funding and underwriting in his office. I've known his underwriter. I've known since third grade. So if I need an exception, odds are I can get one or we can start bringing out dirty laundry. There's all kinds of different things that she knows what the benefit is to working with me. But you guys have to know what those things are and have them handy at the same time. Well, and J.J. makes an excellent point in that. He's giving, he's giving the lenders in the room some topics and ideas that they could implement. But we can do that as real estate agents also. We can go back home and say, hey, listen, I went to a class and there was a lender that did this. Would you be willing to you know, put up or shut up? And I would almost guarantee you that if you ask three or four, you'll find one or two that you already work with. And then you put together this plan that says, hey, look, the two, we're going to tag team it. That's all. We're going to work together as a team. I mean, imagine if if you have a surgery coming up and you have one doctor coming in that handles one part of it. I'm going to be the anesthesiologist. This is how it's going to go. And then he leaves. And then another guy comes in and then the nurse comes in. What if they all came in as a team and said, look, this is the process. We're going to take you through it. It's going to be step, step, step. Now, the three of us are in relationship. The power of the pyramid. If anyone's a fan of the office, they get it. But uh, the, the trick is... 
it's, it has to be us and it has to be we. The more it is me or I, the less I can do. I don't do 200 and something units a year, me. My team does. I'm not on my phone. My team is. We have to leverage our relationships. And that's not just Linder Realtor. That is uh, attorneys. That is CPAs, financial advisors, uh, dry cleaners, etc., etc., while you guys are writing down your tent, to go back to your point was you cannot. Well, you can, I guess. Rick says if you're extremely charming, you can just do a good job and people will just give you. So, Rick, I'm not Rick's favorite. Just so you know, Ben Wilson is. He's right there. Um, You have to ask or you have to set the right expectation. Right. So for any relationship, are we are we dating? You know, is this a tender hookup? Is this we're going to get married? Where are we going with it? You have to set the correct expectation. That expectation is, is that you are my insert, whatever it is. And I love your service. I think that your blank is amazing. I really like this, this, this. I would love to refer people to you. The service that I provide is this. You may not ever have bought a home from me, but let me tell you. How was your last experience? Find find that need, objection, overcome it. Would you mind referring? And we have a great script in here. It's on, what, page 86 or so that says, who would you refer? If you're a real estate agent, just memorize this script. It is basically, if somebody came up to you and said, hey, I want to buy or sell a home, who would you refer them to? And then you pause and then they tell you and then you get one of four answers, right? Oh, it's JJ. He's my guy. Oh, JJ's amazing. I think he does a great job. Tell me, what is it about JJ's system, his team that you like? I, I can always learn. I can always get better. I don't have a real estate agent. Oh, my gosh. JJ's your guy. I'm your guy. Whatever it is. Um, this is how you find out where they are. And then you take that need, fulfill it, take that objection, overcome it. So we get frustrated because we're doing what we should be doing. And gosh darn it, we should be getting all these leads back in. But we never asked for it. Like Rick did this morning, and I thought it was pretty cute. You take her out to dinner, and you, you never lean in for the kiss. It's like, come on. It, it doesn't hurt to simply ask, right? Ask every time, all the time. I think the most important is how, how is it that you're going to, why is it that you're referring, right? The reason I told you to write those 10 things down is that you know very quickly more than 10 reasons or 10 reasons or less as to why you're referring them. Then you have to set the right expectation. Here's what you can expect working with Mike, and here's what you can expect when you don't work with Mike. Now, if we're talking about a multi-million dollar real estate transaction, does it make sense in putting it in the hands of a client who maybe bought five homes in their life does it does it does it confuse them like the big thing i think is when you give them three and you're not clear about who it is you're referring i think you create confusion unless you're explaining clearly why like i give my clients three loan options but i already know which loan options the right one for them I know exactly which one meets their needs for their ROI, for how long they're going to be in the home, for the risk tolerance. I already know all of that. So I'll give them the options, and the other ones are going to be really tiny. The first one's going to be really big, and I'm going to explain the reason why it is that I picked for them. 
And so when we do that, that's how we refer properly and giving massive honor, massive honor. When I refer to my real estate agents, I am giving so much honor, like it's unbelievable. And I think we need to do a better job with that. I mean, if you just give massive honor and you just set the expectation of what they can expect, because you already know that's why you're referring them. You're referring them because they have a proven process that's a predictable process that's going to achieve fantastic results in closing the transaction. Correct? That's it. But we don't always take the steps to do all of that. And I think if we just go, hey, call Bobby's good, that's not enough. And then we wonder why it is that they go and click. Because here's the deal, and, and we were talking about this earlier, is how many times have you lost it to Uncle Bob? Well, Uncle Bob told me to use his realtor. Uncle Bob's already got the leg up on the triangle of trust. Because I already trust Uncle Bob, or I already trust my dad. So there's that trust already here. So when he says, use my guy, he's closing the triangle, and he didn't even realize it. And that's why we can't skip the, st the step of closing the triangle. You trust them, you can trust me. Because when they start referring other people, and that's where we lose our deals to, as agents, as loan officers, it's always dad's bank guy, dad's loan officer, dad's realtor, because dad has that half a triangle already done. So to your point, JJ, what I've learned to do, because I've lost too many deals, is ask my clients, is there anybody else involved in the decision-making process? Hmm? Or the loan, or yeah. your, you know, the real estate side. Oh yeah, my dad. So then I call the dad, try to get a meeting with the dad. That's a great tactic, guys. Did you guys hear that? Like that. So if he finds out there's a decision maker behind the scenes, he's calling them and attacking and going right after that immediately to earn their trust. Which goes back to what we spoke about. How would I earn your business? Get on the phone and deal with it. Whoever calls the elephant out in the room first. Hey, dad, I'm sure you have someone you use, you've used in the past. That's fantastic. But I promise that I'm going to give an equal, if not better, experience than those people you've worked with. And I just want the opportunity to make sure that I can prove that to you. And I'm not going to just prove it to you to take care of your son. I want to prove it to you so that I can earn your entire family's business of referrals because that's how I feed my family. Now, you can send them over to Bank of America or send them over to Quicken, and they have a multi-million dollar marketing budget. But my marketing budget is just doing a great job, shaking your hand, and then reciprocating because I did so. That was good. Right? So, so there's opportunities, but you see like all of these opportunities to refer. And then, then I go ahead and he goes, well, that's funny. You know, I was thinking about refinancing and then I can get a deal that way. Or, you know, we were looking at buying a second home up in Big Bear. Oh, no kidding. Well, have you talked to Mike? Mike's a specialist up there. Let's just get him wrapped in. I'd love to try and since you're co-signing, it's very easy for me to just go ahead and do a second home pre-approval. Would you like me to work that up at the same time? And I can have Mike start sending you some properties immediately. You guys are missing a huge opportunity to be the referral finder in another area for your lenders or your realtors. I'm sorry. So what, what typically happens, and this just happened last week, is somebody will go to like the core level three site and say, hey, I need a real estate agent and blah, blah, blah. And in this case, it was a lender. Lender is in Texas. Got a buyer that's going to buy in my state. I raise my hand. I'll take them. I'm not in Las Vegas, but I know a Las Vegas real estate agent and I can pick up a 25% referral fee. So you are my lender. I am in Orange County and I need a Dallas, Texas real estate agent. I go to you and say, you go, you go get a lender or you go get a real estate agent. 
reinforce that relationship and then just connect me. That's yep. it, right? There, there are ways that you can provide value to me and I can provide value to you that we haven't even touched on. If an agent refers a, a buyer, and I, I, I love hearing the lender side of this because it's, it's so refreshing. I love you, Mike. You know I love you. But so some, if I'm an agent, I'm your referring agent. I refer 100 deals a year to you. I've got a buyer that I've referred to you. You qualify them. And then they go with dad's agent. How are you going to handle that? I will have. I'm going to handle it, but how are you as a lender going to handle it? Well, if I know we're in relationship, I'm going to, you're going to call and have that discussion. Go, hey, I just want to let you know they're going with dads. I have told them not to. I've told them the reasons why. I've told them what can happen. I've told them to cross qualify at least with you. So should something go wrong, I just want you to know I tried. My best referring partners feel guilty every single time they go to somewhere else. And I always thought it was really weird, but it's not. When you're in real relationship, I apologize. I haven't sent you somebody this week. Now, why why do we feel that way? Well, we're in deep connection, deep relationship, and I've done a really great job, and he believes in that so much. So I have to have a little grace and empathy in that situation. Plus, the way the universe works is you and I know that there's a 65% chance that something's going to get screwed up, which means there's a 65% chance I can jump back in, save the day, and then also look good to another realtor when I do that and help save that situation. But if we weren't in relationship... Right. And we didn't have that. And we just met each other. I'd have trust issues because I'm a super high D. And I think that you were behind it to try and close your commission. Right. Right. Because I'm totally messed up like that. I'm totally insecure. And I'm like, she doesn't like me. And I know she did that on purpose just to get back at me. Right. But that's never the case. But that's the way we think. It's weird. Cool. Let's do some role playing. So now that we've talked about this openly, I would like us all to do a little bit of role playing at the table. So that's why we paired you up with twos. If you can do it with a realtor lender, fantastic. But I want one of you to be the borrower and I want one of you to be the realtor referring to the borrower. And then I want you guys to switch. Do you guys role play with your referral partners? So that, so you do? There's someone who said yes. Oh, Ben does. How much, how much business do you do, Ben? A little bit. Okay. So it always fascinates me because always the huge, huge players, that's who I, we sit there and we do a little role playing. So even if something goes sideways like that, I'd be like, hey, could you tell me, like, what did you say? How did that conversation go? And I'll go, hey, do you think you can go back to dad and say this? Let's practice that. And then we'll do that. And then they'll go back. And a lot of times they'll be like, I didn't try that. That actually might work. Let me try that. I'll get back to you. So there's opportunity for learning instead of laying down. And you're not doing, like, again, it's selfishly, we're not just doing it for me or doing it for you. We're doing it for each other. We're doing it for the relationship. We're doing it for the client. When you put the client first, and that's the whole reason to refer, then it's okay. When you're only putting your own needs, or I'm, or, or let's say, as we said, jack a deal, and I'm going to hand them to a lesser realtor that stinks, well, then that ain't cool, right? I'm not serving my client properly at all. But if I know that I'm giving them a better experience in doing so. So I think the intent and where your heart is makes a big difference. Cool? So why don't you guys find a partner? I want you guys to do a little role play. And then I want you guys to critique each other. And we're going to do a little bit what it is that Rick did in the general session earlier. Cool. So stand up if you're the borrower. Who's the client? Stand up. 
Now, if if you were sold on calling that person, keep standing. If you weren't sold, then sit down. Be honest. All of you? Okay. So, Stuart, why? Uh, he just did a really good job edifying and saying why, and this is why it's going to benefit you to talk to this person, basically. So lots of gain, edify, edifying the client? Yeah. Rob, how about you? Uh, he just uh, puts a lot of trust in that it is his main person, and he's accountable to him. Ah, accountability. Way back. He did a white glove handoff where he basically paired me up with his real estate agent. So I was looking for a realtor. Yeah. Uh, they had a joint text message. We closed the triangle. Oh, I love it. I love it. That's where I was going to go with this conversation earlier, but then we got sidetracked. So a group text... A group email, which we'll touch on in a couple minutes. Um, anything that brings those the three of you together, I I think that's it. I mean that that's a slam dunk. Got to call set up a call right there I like that I like that you know the another good one is let's say I send a buyer over to JJ and JJ says hey I've got an appointment with them at four o'clock I'm sorry let me back up I didn't send a buyer over to JJ I called JJ and said I need you to contact my buyer here's the buyer's name and number we should never give out cards we should never tell the client here's the person to call here's their number if you're doing that you're wasting everyone's time Call the lender, call the real estate agent, and give them the client's information. Ask permission from the client. Is it okay? He's very busy. Listen, this is the biggest loan producer in Orange County. I'm sure he's going to be available between 5 and 6 tonight. Is there a time in that hour that works for you? Or... Would you mind just leaving your phone on? Don't put it on vibrate. Leave it on so that he can call. That's, that is the way. If I had a dollar for every time somebody said, hey, gave your card out last week. <laughs> so here's the deal. Don't you, here's, here's, the, here's the biggest thing I want you guys to understand. So I convert at 48%. So 48% of every lead referred to me, I actually pre-approve. Then I fund 68 to 70% of every pre-approval I have, I fund. So, and most realtors, do you, does anyone, well, I guess in this crowd we knew. I'm sitting teaching in my crowd, in my market, they wouldn't know those numbers. So knowing those numbers, wouldn't you want to make sure you put that lead in my hand? Like the second you give me their name, their number, and email, they're going on my lead tracker. And then that's it. We call 10 times because there's a 90% chance we'll close that sale after 10 times. You know my process. So you know just giving it to me is going to increase your chance of getting a closed sale. So giving them my card still leaves that up to chance. But when you send a group text or you send a group email that says, hey, this is JJ. He's a really great loan guy. Hey, JJ, this is Bob. He's a first-time home buyer and he needs some hand-holding. Like sometimes we need those little things. Or, hey, he's a billionaire and he really needs some, he's a high net worth individual. Like just that little bit of setting the expectation, then we'll know what to do from there. And you set it and it hits the lead tracker and it's lights out. Now you know exactly where we're going to convert those leads. So that's why just handing a card doesn't work. Get the information over to each other. One of my guys, I love him. He's my favorite. He live transfers as many deals over to me as possible. He calls, I answer, and he knows when my open time is. And I'll go, hey, Devin, what's up? He's like, oh, hey, JJ, it's Devin. Yeah, I know. I said, Devin, hey, what's up? And he'll go, hey, I have Cindy on the line. Cindy, say hi to JJ. Hey, how's it going? 
and immediately he connects us right on the phone and he'll do that hey i just want to connect you guys right now i want to make sure you understand why i use jj we get the edification we make sure he's setting the expectation and then i go right into setting the appointment as well with him on the phone and he'll be the one that also shows up to that appointment live how did you teach him to do that he taught me how to do that Wow. Right? I That's wish cool. I was that smart. Game changer. And trust me, sometimes I know, like, he calls. I'm like, ah, oh, <laughs> ah. Right? Because we're not ready for that. But it's money on the line. Like, I know that that person is ready. Because he likes to do those internet leads and all that stuff, the paper clicks and all that. And I'm a referring guy. And I told him, I'm like, hey, you know you like to convert those leads at 3%? I kind of focus on the ones at 45%. That's just me. Right. And so he knows that. So he takes his little three percent leads, gets them up to the 45 percent ratio and then passes them over to me when they're nice, hot and ready to go. So when they close at two and three percent, right, those paper clicks and those Internet leads, you don't want to lose that opportunity. You want to get it into my system where I'm hammering them ten times, where I'm edifying the crap out of them and going, hey, Devin, do you realize Devin is one of the top realtors in Orange County that the guy closes on average 20 transactions per month? Like, how did you meet him? I don't know. He just called me a hundred times over. He just wouldn't give up. Right. I'm like, well, you got really, really lucky. People are standing in line to work with him. Uh. It just warms my heart when I hear that. I'll be honest with you. And this is no lie. Um, she's not here anymore, but Shayla Gifford used to do that. And she would call me as soon as she finished 45 minutes in. So it was, hey, I'm going to meet with the Johnsons at 3 o'clock. I'm going to call you around 345. So just make sure you're available. And remember, the clients are going to be listening. And then that phone call went, hey, Mike, listen, I've got the Johnsons here. We're super excited because we just got them pre-approved for $450,000. That's a little bit more than they want to spend, right, guys? Yeah, we want to be around four fifty. Okay, so they want to be four fifteen. So um, they're available this weekend. Do you think you can take them out this weekend and show them homes? Yeah, that's great. I appreciate it. And everybody's excited. We're, we're jazzed. I mean, it was... We had we knew what was going on. We put the client through the process. The trick is there has to be a process and everybody that's on the team has to understand what that process is. So if I'm playing third base, I go from this line to this line. That's my job. So you got to know your job. You got to do your job. You got to do your job well. It's pretty easy. So we had given you guys some tactics on how to reaffirm and close that, correct? Like. The, the email handshake is what I call it. And who do you think creates that email handshake template? I do. Here it is. Just insert here and insert here. Right? And then they can go ahead. Or if it's a text, and we're talking with Dave Cameron to give him credit, yep. he did the same thing. And he's got a script and it's on his phone. And he'll say, hey, just go ahead and, and send this here on a group text. And it's got the script already there. Because we know what, what kind of works on our end from a conversion standpoint. So it's okay. Just like, hey, how would you like to be referred? And you tell me that's how I'm going to refer you. So you want to kind of listen to us when referring us for that same. So what I want you guys to do is go around to the table. I want you to think of something unique and different. I talked about the live transfer, the email handshake, the texting handshake. What's something that you're doing in your business or something that you should be or could be doing that's going to help increase and convert that lead? I think that is going to be the golden nugget um, that we can take out of here. So why don't you guys take a few minutes and do that? So each table is pick the best one, best idea that we've got. What'd you guys have? We kind of had about table discussion, but I think the main idea that we discussed was 
uh, as a lender, I make a realtor, Rosie makes. Um, it's basically the live calls. At the end of my mortgage consultation, and you already touched on this kind of but at the end of the mortgage consultation, after the buyer's excited that they're free approved, super jazzed to get all the properties, we just had a really great professional meeting. Uh, just connected to the realtor on the speaker phone. Hey, they're excited to get out. Price point is 400 max. Um, did that fit kind of the area that you're looking in? Yeah, yeah. Okay, awesome. I'll let you guys see from here. We're really excited. Can't wait to you know, get you guys in the contract. I like it, Rosie. And that same token is before that even happens, I have a relationship with my lender. And he'll know, I need to get you. I don't want your assistant or your secretary. I need to get you. Here's my appointment coming up. This is what's going on. Right. But not to be handed off to the secretary, the gatekeeper. Yeah. Yeah, and then that, I think that's key, though, especially at that particular moment in time. The other trick to it, and you alluded to it, and if, if you've been to rapport training, you can do it fairly quickly, but... You've got to be enthusiastic because they just got pre-approved. I'm so freaking excited. And I think that's what we, we fail to do is, is interject that, that emotion into it because, you know, when you close 20, 25, 30, 110 loans, uh, ridiculous. <laughs> when you work at that level, then it's go, 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 go. And you're right. It is hard to, so there has to be communication has to be on point and it has to be the one thing. I, right then. Yeah, what Rosie said that was great was, I want them to talk to you and not just get passed to your team. Sometimes that happens. Like, if there's going to, especially for top referring partners, you have to have that conversation. So if you don't have that conversation, and you're usually using the team and everything's good, and the client gets upset because they got passed on to the team, you can't really be upset at that unless you had that expectation set. And sure, I'm busy, but I have specific time every day to make sure that I can have those conversations if you just tell me, right? So that is key. Like if you have a special need or a want that's outside a normal process, because we're a process-driven um, coaching organization, you need to, we just need to communicate that. I think that was a really good point. To your point, if I asked you, that if I said, hey, I'm going to meet with somebody, I need you to be available between 4 and 4.15, that would be useless, correct? I mean, honestly. But if I contacted Sarah Beth and I said between 4 and 4.15, I need to talk to Ben, she would put that in your calendar. Money. It would happen. That's exactly it. That comes back to understanding. Um, Brian knows everybody on my team, comes to team meetings on occasion. So, But that's relationship. That's right? the process. So yeah. th- that, that is the foundation of what we're talking about. How, what, what, uh, how, about, how about your table, Ben? What did you guys come up with? So we, we talked about a lot of different things, and I think that at the end of the day, the one that I enjoyed the most was uh, a virtual like, web page that he has that he ties them into, and he walks through the process with them. Ooh. Ooh. Real time visual presentation. So a real time visual presentation that sets the expectation and closes the triangle, if you will. That's great. That's beautiful. And you're adding value too. Yeah. Then he goes and closes everything that Yeah, that's great. I love that. You what guys? else we got in the back? Big, big guys in the back. All right. Go ahead. We just did what we call a white book handoff. So when you're in that appointment, 
you had asked your referral partner, hey, how do you like to be referred? And you always say, like, hey, can you please refer me that way? In addition to that, can I give you one little nugget? And you always ask, yeah, what's that? Um, and you just say, hey, we call it the white glove handoff. So when you do have that buyer that needs to get pre-approved, you can just toss them in the joint text message. Um, I know some of us have like, email templates, but conversions uh, seem to be way higher on the joint text. Yeah, they're good. Show the show the show the gain in doing so. How about your table, Stuart? Uh, just we were just talking about the basics of getting back to just making sure everyone knows the reverse with a three-way email or a three-way text, and like if they're not doing it, going back and saying, "Hey, I appreciate it. I talked to Colin, but it took me two weeks to get in touch with him. Next time, you can just connect us via email or text, and just making sure to have that conversation as many times as needed." So that <clears throat> to your point, there's nothing more frustrating. Then I called your guy, and I haven't heard back. I mean, that's just a dagger to the heart right there. And oh, that's, yeah. that's the reason I started in on the text messages. It wasn't me. It was somebody else that had done it with me on something else. And I went, oh, my gosh, I'm dealing with a lot of clients. That's the way they communicate. I can call them. They don't answer. But I text them. My, my daughter's 24, same way. I can call all day, but I text and... She still has that red receipt thing on. I'm like, you saw it. You better, you better answer it. You know, that kind of thing. And I, I don't want to leave anything to chance, number one. And this is a craft. As much as we think it's just a job, it's a craft. And the better your skill is, the better chance you have of high, having a higher batting average, and the higher that average is, the more money you make, which means you can go back and do more. So, and the agent gets to find out how serious the client is. Well, right. well, sometimes they're telling the agent, yeah, I'm ready to go, and then if they won't get on the phone with me, that, that's right. right. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I want to see them naked. That came out wrong. <laughs> right? Yeah, big time. But I could, also, I could also go and take them to JJ and sit in that meeting and watch and just sit there and, and be part of it. At the same time, and this is going to sound crazy, at the same time, if you've got white time on your calendar and I'm going out for the first time to look at houses with a buyer that I know is going to need a loan, you can come with me. You want to solidify a relationship, look at a bathroom. Yes, ma'am. What's the best way to try to teach your realtors or explain to your realtors how to stop selling from a place of fear? Like, because I do it all the time. I was just going to You gotta train us. You gotta train us. Yeah, identify. You got a husband? That's you gotta train us. Identify the fear. So first, so first you need to identify the fear or the or the objection so that you can overcome it. So I would ask them, you know, can I just be transparent with you? What what's the fear in in not referring me this way? And they'll tell you, well, I'm really concerned that I, I don't want to push my clients over the edge. I don't want to, I don't want them to feel like I'm pushing them. That's, that's usually what I get that I can see is very sincere. Like they're, they're, they're not, they don't want to come across like a car salesman and, and they don't get paid on it. 
My answer to that would be, well, what happens if you don't? And I'll go back to the fear. I say, have you ever worked with a loan officer before where your deal didn't close on time or something went crazy? And I'll make sure we revisit that. And I'll say, how often does that happen? More often than none. And so that's why it is you have to refer me properly. Because when you do, I'm going to convert that lead at 45%. I'm going to call him 10 times. I'm going to call him every Tuesday and get CCRs. I'm going to be accountable to you. I'm going to make sure they close on time and guaranteed. And I'm going to protect the earnest money deposit. You can't afford not to refer me if you care about your client. I mean, literally, what he said. And JJ, the other piece there to throw in there is like, let me see the scenario. Like, if you don't get in touch with me, they're going to not be able to sleep and they're going to be rocking mortgage one night because they haven't talked to me yet. Or they're going to go into Wells Fargo to deposit a check and just talk to that one officer because he was ready. Right, and then it, then, it puts you, then it puts them at risk if they don't have a buyer broker agreement. It goes back to the first thing I told you, right? Now you're off and you could lose them to somebody else because of that other loan officer. I'm never going to do that. I'm going to cross-sell you. I'm going to put you on a pedestal. I'm going to make sure they understand exactly why they're using us as a team. And that's the power, and it's never them versus us. Defense and offense have to work together to win any championship. And I feel sometimes we get into a them versus us, which you guys saw how the start of this class got very much them versus. I thought it was going to be like Clash of the Titans at first, right? But it is so important. Like, we're family. Like, I am family with these folks. They are like my best friends. And then they're also some of my worst enemies at times, just like real family is. So you've got to actually work through. I call it like I see it, guys. So you have to work through these. You have to have honest conversations. You have to work through, well, what are your pains? What are your fears? You don't like that, Rosie? Okay, well, great. I'm glad glad I know that. Let's try and work through a solution. And don't worry, for all of you in the room, like he had said, you're all hitters. So, yes, if your clients come to me, I'm going to do everything I can to get you. So the best thing you can do to protect your client, keep your numbers up, and you'll be good, and everyone will be coming after you. All right? But the most important reason is to how to get it back. That was one of the questions. All of these, like we're trained, is to get CCRs. The other thing that to realize this is let's flip it on its head. Do you want to be referred by a real estate or a attorney, divorce attorney, CPA, financial planner, all of you realtors? Yes. Yeah. Now we're talking your language. So how would you like to be referred? Why should they refer you? Right? We need to have our three-minute elevator speech ready. We need to know. They need to know. Like, okay, you have a great relationship with your CPA. Does he really know the ten reasons why he should refer you versus the other real estate agents who he does their taxes for? Maybe he doesn't. Does he need to be sat down and taught and gone through some role-playing on how to do that? So what I do with my CPAs twice a year before tax time is I have every single time these... These things come up is when you refer them to me. So if they talk about having a baby, talk about downsizing, talk about upsizing, talking about college, I give them all the bullet points of when to call me and refer me. If they're self-employed, if they own a home, if they're talking about getting it, like it's right there. And then I have a conversation twice a year and I go, hey, Mr. CPA, I just want to make sure you know, here's when you should refer me. And this is how you should refer me. You cool with that? So I have to have that conversation with the CPAs and 
financial planner is just the same. So what I want all the agents to do is take all of this stuff we spoke about, strip away the lender, flip it, and now you need to go and apply that towards all of your business relationships to learn how to get those referrals from them. Do you see how that works? And then now you can increase your leads in doing so. My CPA doesn't refer unless I call him and I set the expectation and I tell him how to refer and he understands how to refer. As soon as I do that, what do I get? Referrals. Oh, my goodness. And then when we do that, then it gives us opportunity to get CCR. So when you work with me, anytime I get a CCR through one of the people that you referred over to me, then I'm going to get it right back to you. And do you know why I'm going to get CCRs? Because if I don't get 25 of them in stinking November and December, i got to pay Rick three grand. That's why you should use your core lender. Fair enough. It's just a different, it's a different world we live in. He was actually in that three minutes. That was the whole class. Literally that, that little nugget. Go ahead. When to talk about referring? All the time. When to not talk about referring? Like people are like, well, do you ask for that? Like up front? Like, I, I mean, right up front, and you're like, all the time, you have to plant the seeds of opportunity. And so uh, we did, you know, like in the general session, we did the triangle, the fear assumption close, and the lower the bar. The other thing that you tag on to that that we've done with Rick and the coaches to coaches call is the refer plan, which is, hey, you know what? You're not going to be one of those statistics, but I just want to ask you a favor. What's that? If I do an amazing job and I really do knock it out of the park for you, like I'm going to, can I just ask you to send me and Mike one referral before this transaction's over? Well, yeah. I mean, if you do all that, great. Awesome. And so I'm going to call you every week and ask for that only if I'm doing a great job. So it's fair. I want to earn it. I don't want to just take it. I want to earn it. Are we good with that? Yeah. That's the planning the seed opportunity number one. And then guess what? It obligates me to make sure I'm doing my Tuesday updates to make sure I'm asking for it. Because if I don't, then I'm an idiot. And then I'm immediately not doing what I said I was going to do. And now we get CCRs and now I start giving them back to you guys. Can we uh, expand a little bit? You know, outside of the realtor under relationship, we talk about CPAs and attorneys and other business partners out there. What are some ways that, or, or tactics that we can implement to generate more business for them? Oh, this is that's a great one. So, you guys see all the title agents and all the escrow people and all the lenders kissing all your butts, right? Like all the time, and you see all the stuff they're doing. Right? You don't? Man, I'm going to call you. I'm taking all your business. So, but this, in my area, it's very common. I mean, it's yeah. just like they're, they're like rabid dogs all over the place all the day. time. Yeah. You need to do that. Why aren't you guys emulating? A lot of these title and escrow people, they're making two, five hundred thousand, two hundred fifty thousand, five hundred thousand dollars a year. Like, if my real estate agents knew that I was making three million dollars a year, why wouldn't they just copy what I'm doing? Lunch and learns, happy hours, educating them, showing a bunch of CPAs how to build wealth in real estate, doing classes for them on first-time home buyers, showing them how to get second homes, how to do VRBO. There's so many classes that you guys can teach. And if you're not sure, go to all the real estate classes, pick four this time around and go regurgitate it out to CPAs, divorce attorneys. And when it's all done and you say, hey, was I able to teach you guys something that makes a little bit more money? Yes. Cool. Will you do me a favor? There's a survey. Tell me how well I did it and just put the name of one or two people that are looking to sell or buy a home right now. And I'd be so grateful. 
every single time. So if you just did happy hour and lunch and learns for those groups, then you're going to get leads. And from there, your goal is to not just get leads, but to do follow up. Do a 10-week follow-up afterwards, and you're going to send a little gift. You're going to make a call. Send a gift, make a call. Send a gift, make a call for 10 weeks until you get the appointment. And when you sit down at the appointment, it's the same appointment that we have with you when we're trying to get you guys as partners. You realize it's the same song and dance, but yet so many people aren't doing the song and dance. There's 200 millionaires in this room that only do it off referral-based business. So if you want more referrals, just do the same thing. Don't do the Zillow. Don't do all the crazy... Like, it, I mean, if I were a realtor, door knocking would be exhausted. Do I look like a door knocker? No. But sitting down and having a beer with a divorce attorney, a CPA, making a relationship, hanging out with him, showing him some value, becoming friends, and asking him, hey man, do you think I could just follow up with you every week to see if I can help your clients? And him giving me leads, that's my kind of, that's my kind of person. So do that. Emulate the people that are doing it to you, but do it onto the others that you're trying to go after. And even if you simply inst- instituted that we need your help and asked for two referrals through the transaction, one brings you two, which brings you four, which brings you eight. I mean, you can build a, a very successful, highly profitable business uh, with people who know you, like you, and trust you. It's just kind of silly to not. Yeah, and that's kind of a, a, a separate topic. But the other thing is the All About You form. Uh, a lot of the All About You forms at the bottom, you can ask if they have a CPA and on a scale of 1 to 10, how are they? Or do you have a financial planner on a scale of 1 to 10, how are they? And ask them to put their name down. If they're a 10, you should go after them. If they're a 4, then you go, well, that's a bummer. I have someone I can refer to you that's a 10. Would you be open to talking to them? Can I give them your information? So there's a dual opportunity there. Do you see how it's like always looking for those opportunities to refer and be referred? And especially with the contractor, if you're referring, like you guys all have contractors you work with, right? Like, you know, those contractors work with real estate investors that flip homes, right? Like they should be on a call list. You should be pounding them all the time, referring them all the time and asking for referrals back as agents. To add to that, um, how many do you, how many people in this room know how many out-of-state buyers you work with who are coming into the state? Nobody knows how many. You need to know that number. So I worked with 20, last year I worked with 22 families who relocated to Indiana from out of state. The common question I get, Mark, do you have a financial advisor here locally that you can recommend? Do you have a CPA you can recommend? They want local people. So now I call the same CPA that you're trying to uh, get a meeting with, and I can tell them I work with 22 families a year who are uh, relocating here. They're often asking me. So right now, I'm interviewing CPAs. I'd like 20 minutes of your time to see if it's a good fit for me to refer these people to you. Yeah, that's a great they point. I'll say yes. So I want you guys to think about when we talk about referring intent with intent, I want you to flip it and be like, how would you like to be referred and who can refer you with intent? So there's two, there were two things we want to get out of this class. How can we mend this offense versus defense, right? How can we be more aligned on the same page, understanding each other's expectations and making sure we're referring and being referred the same way? And how can we flip that and use that as agents to go get more business? Do you think we were able to cover some of that today? Yeah. Cool. Were you guys all able to take at least one thing to help you make more money? Please raise your hand. Cool. Then I need your help. (laughs) There's this QR code on the table. We're getting fancy now in the core. I need you guys to take a picture of it on your phone. 
You just boom, and it's going to pop up the survey. Listen, unless I offended you, which I know there's only a couple of you that you could put that, <laughs> then please give us as high a scores as you can. If you don't feel that I earn those scores and you want more, then I will give you my cell phone. You call me and I will give you a 30-minute to an hour coaching one-on-one. I will give you and I will wrap in my top realtor partners to do it as well to make sure that you guys get a 10. Fair enough? I'm trying to do that. I like to close on time, guaranteed. That's what I do. I do I do in all 50 states. But we have some fantastic core realtors. <laughs> Always be closing. No, I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you. Great. So if, there's, if I left questions unanswered or Mike, then yeah. please. It was an honor teaching this class with Mike. You know, I love Mike because he's super humble. He understands the relationships really well. I love that his lender's here. And we're able to actually accomplish something. Yeah. Like, and if you guys could, please give it up for JJ. I mean, top, top notch. This guy's got it. Thank you. Guys. You've been listening to the CORE's Sales Training Bootcamp. For registration information about our two-day business building summits, call 1-800-660-6670 or find us on the web at www.thecoretraining.com.